Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to teaching you all about the wines of the world, the different great varieties, the different regions, and the history and culture of wine. Following on from my episode on Priorat and my visit to southern France and Catalonia, this episode focuses on Carignan, which is a great variety which has always intrigued and interested me. Carignan is a much maligned great variety because it used to produce high-volume bulk wine, inexpensive, and not of very good quality. And that's because it's a high-yielding grape variety. And so if those yields are encouraged by growers who are paid for volume rather than quality, it produces quite insipid wines, astringent tannins, and just bulk wine that have colour and acidity and little else. And so back in the late 60s, early 70s, Carignan was by far the most planted grape variety in France, over 200,000 hectares. That's been reduced dramatically since um, the EU and French governments um, encouraged the uh, ripping up of low-quality vineyards, particularly in Languedoc. And a lot of that was Carignan that was ripped up. And also the uh, quality appellations within uh, Languedoc limited the use of Carignan because it was seen as low-quality and just used by producers for yields and quantity rather than actual quality wine. So the rules for Languedoc appellations are quite confusing and bewildering because each appellation has different uh, specifics on which varieties can be in a blend. And most Languedoc appellations stipulate that they must be blends of Grenache, Syrah, Morvedre, perhaps Sanso, as well as Carignan. And some of those um, stipulations are that Carignan can only be 30% of a blend. And so when you see those restrictions and that Carignan must be limited, and that it's associated with high volume, bulk wine, inexpensive wine, then of course it's natural to form a negative opinion about Carignan. However, it's an historic grape variety, and it is possible to make great wine from Carignan. As I discovered when visiting Languedoc, Roussillon, and Priorat in Catalonia, I tasted several single varietal versions of Carignan, which were fantastic, as well as witnessing how Carignan can be used in a blend to provide the black fruit aromas, the acidity and the tannin to bolster the lower tannin and lower acidity of Grenache, as well as its red fruit aromas. So it adds complexity and structure to a blend, as well as making great wine on its own accord, but usually from older vines, because older vines for Carignan are particularly important because they limit the yields, and that produces more concentration and more structure. But the the fact that there are these old vines within these regions in southern France and Catalonia shows just how historic and important Carignan has been to these regions. And that's, there's a reason why producers and growers have worked with it for several centuries. And it's great that these old vines still exist because they produce exceptional wine, which producers are now um, exploiting, taking advantage of. So where's Carignan from? Well, Carignan is the French name for the grape variety. And because France is the most important wine country in the world, that's what they will tell you, and it's probably true, we generally know grape varieties by their French name if they're important. So we know Grenache, even though it really should be called Garnacha, because it's Spanish. Morvedre really could be, should be called Monastrel, because it's Spanish. And likewise, Carignan, we should really call Carignana, because it's Spanish. Just going back to the um, historic traditional opinion of Carignan not being the highest quality, Carignana is the Spanish name, and there is a D.O. in Spain called Carignana, which is probably where the grape variety comes from. So you would imagine that a D.O. called Carignana 
would make wine from Carignana or Carignan. Instead, they make wine from Garnacha and Tempranillo. So even the DO, which gives its name to the grape variety, does not work with this grape variety. I think they're missing a trick because, first of all, the name would be a great selling point, but also that warm continental climate of Carignana in inland Spain is ideal for Carignana itself, which thrives in warm Mediterranean continental climates. For instance, Languedoc, Roussillon, Catalonia, also Chile and um, California too. In um, Catalonia, it's spelled a little bit differently, uh, but it's still called Carignana. It can also be called Samso within Catalonia. In Rioja, it's also used for blending. There are a handful of single varietal Carignan wines made in Rioja, but mostly it's 5 to 10% of a blend at most. Again, backing up the red fruits of Tempranillo and Garnacha and adding a bit more tannin and maybe acidity to the blend. And in Rioja, it's called Mazuelo, which is actually the official Spanish name for Carignan. It's also planted in Sardinia, where it's called Carignano, or Bovali di Spagna, or Bovali Grande. And it's actually quite an important grape variety in Sardinia, alongside Garnacha, which is called Canano. So all these different names for Carignan give an idea of its historic importance in these Mediterranean slash continental climates. So let's look at the uh, different regions where Carignan is planted. Languedoc is still the most important region for Carignan um, anywhere in the world, not just in France. There's 53,000 hectares planted in Languedoc. And I've touched on the um, history of Carignan in the region, that it was used for um, high-yield, high-volume, inexpensive wine. But plantings are much lower than they used to be, and Languedoc wines are generally a blend which may have some Carignan within it. So it's still an important grape variety. 53,000 hectares is quite a lot of plantings, though nothing like it used to be. But generally, it is a minor part of a blend, maybe 30 to 40%. But it does add acid, which is one of the most important contributions Carignan has to a blend, as well as black fruits and a tannic structure as well. So some appellations to look out for that um, where Carignan is important um, include Corbière, which is one of the higher quality um, appellations in Languedoc. And Languedoc generally is defined for quality by higher altitude, altitude. So in the low fertile plains, that's where the high volume wine is produced. And Corbière, rising up from the Mediterranean coast, to much higher altitude and actually going quite far inland where there's a bit of an Atlantic influence as well. And within Languedoc, Carignan is going to be blended with Grenache, Syrah and more Verdra. So Rhone-style blends, but where Carignan is more important than you would find in the Southern Rhone. So slightly different style. Also Syrah is a little more important than you would find in the Southern Rhone as well. So more of a black fruit led style of wine rather than the red fruit Grenache led style of the Southern Rhone in appellations like Chateauneuf de Pape and Gigondas, etc. Where Grenache is almost always the dominant grape variety in the blend. So Grenache becomes a little less important in Languedoc and also Roussillon, which with much more kind of even levels of blend rather than one great variety dominating. So you can find Syrah Grenache blends, Syrah Grenache Mourvedre blends, but Carignan often an important part of those blends as well. Carignan is also important in Roussillon. So Roussillon is the warmest and driest of France's wine growing regions. And it is Catalan France. So there's strong overlap between Roussillon and Catalonia to the south within Spain. And part of that overlap is Carignan, 
because Carignan originates from Spain, like Grenache, like Morvedre, and then moved up through Roussillon into Languedoc, and also into the southern Rhone, and um, even Provence. Roussillon doesn't have as many appellations as Languedoc does. Uh, Languedoc is a slightly um, overwhelming number of appellations. Uh, Roussillon, you have Roussillon itself, uh, Roussillon village, and also Côte Catalane. So those are the three important appellations for Roussillon reds, and Carignan is going to be very important here, creating quite dry, dusty, high-alcohol wines. Again, usually a blend. So a strong overlap with uh, both Languedoc and Catalonia to the south. These wines are getting much, much better than they used to. Roussillon used to have a reputation for just these hot, high-alcohol wines, which could be used for blending, adding colour and alcohol. But now there's much more focus on the right grape varieties for the right vineyard for the right region. And the wines are much higher quality than they used to be. And this reflects the fact that Carignan is producing much better wines than it used to, because producers are actually thinking about the wines they're making rather than just churning them out for mass consumption. Roussillon is also famous for its uh, Vendu Naturel. And so the major region here is Rivesalt, which is mostly f made with Muscat or aromatic fresh youthful wines, but also for aged Vendu Naturel as well in an amber style. The reds are often made from Grenache, but there can be a little bit of Carignan used in the blend as well. So in Bagnols or Maori, which are the two famous appellations for red Vendu Naturel, they're usually 90% Grenache, but may have 10% Carignan within them for the same reasons that it's used in um, red wine for the tannin, acidity, and the black fruit complexity that it can add to a, a blend, even in a small amount. Uh, when I was visiting Roussillon, and both these grape varieties can also be used for Rancio. I've written about on my uh, website, uh, Rancio is a very unusual style of wine, literally means rancid in English, which is not a, um, an attractive description for a wine, and it does have these off, almost vinegar aromas. But the wines are fortified, which protects the wine from too much oxidation and prevents them from coming from vinegar. And these wines just have so much complexity and depth to them. Um, they're really astonishing and an interesting alternative to an Oloroso Sherry, for instance. And Carignan can be used as part of those blends as well. And when I was in Catalonia, which also makes Rancio and is quite an historic style, um, I tasted a Carignana Rancio at uh, Sims de Parada, dating back from 1998. Uh, Rancio is often aged in a, a type of Solera system. Uh, the general way of making Rancio is to age them outside in glass jars, demijohns, exposed to the sunlight and heat, which is where you get those Rancio aromas, and then transferring them to barrel, and taking small amounts out of the barrel at a time, as with the Sherry Solera system, and then topping them up with uh, younger wines. So non-vintage mixture of youthful freshness and lots of maturity. And I tasted from the barrel a Solera system that had be been begun in 1998 from 100% Carignana. And it was absolutely delightful. So Carignan does have a lot of uses. In Spain, which is where it originates from, there's just over 6,000 hectares planted, so far fewer than in France, so not considered as important. Where it really thrives is Priorat. So as mentioned in my previous episode on Priorat, the two main grape varieties of Priorat are um, Garnacha, or Grenache, and Carignana, or Carignan. 
And a lot of these are old vines, over 100 years old, or even dating back to the 1980s, which now is getting a little bit older. And so, as with Languedoc, as with Roussillon, Carignana is used as a blend with Garnacha, adding black fruit, tannin, and acidity. But increasingly, producers are working with Carignana on its own, especially with old vines, which have lower yields, and which have developed an affinity to the vineyard in which they're planted. And so I tasted... Um, Mastoich, their Carignana. Uh, the wine is called 1902 because the vines date back to 1902. So 120 year old vines. It costs 300 euros a bottle. So definitely the most expensive Carignana I've ever tried. It was a beautiful wine, really elegant and smooth with a firm structure, not too heavy, not too big, not too alcoholic, and with definite aging potential. And that wine, as well as others, I tried. Sims de Pereira, I tried 2006 Carignan, or Carignana, which was a different style, a bit more rustic than the Mastoich, which was cleaner. But the Sims de Pereira 06 still had so much life in it. It was fresh, it was acidic, it had a tannic structure, ripe black fruits, but with that maturity coming from 15 years of age. So two different examples of how Carignana can definitely age, maintain its structure, have that high quality, even if you do need those old vines on infertile soils to guarantee that structure and quality. So overall in Catalonia, there's over 2,500 hectares planted, so more than a third of all the plantings in Spain. So this is why I'm focusing on these regions, not just because I visited languedoc Roussillon in Catalonia recently, but also that's really where Carignan slash Carignana is really based. That's really its centre. That warm Mediterranean climate, maybe with a little bit of continental influence, is where Carignan has historically been planted. And getting these older vines on less fertile soils is really pointing to quality, which producers are beginning to realise. The other main region for Carignan in Spain is Rioja, and there's just over a thousand hectares planted there, as I mentioned before, mainly for blending in small amounts in a classic Rioja blend, though there are a handful of producers making single varietal wines called Mazuelo, which you probably don't find too much outside of the region. Outside of Spain, it's also planted in Sardinia. In Italy, in total, there's about 1,750 hectares of uh, Carignan planted, 97% of that is planted in Sardinia. So that's where it's the most important grape variety alongside um, Garnacha, Grenache, or Canon however you want to call it. And in general, the wines of Sardinia are a bit more rustic, old school, kind of like taste in the past, very dusty, relatively high in alcohol, drying tannic structure. And I Sardinians may argue that Carignan actually comes from Sardinia, but I don't think there's any definite proof of that. And the fact that it, one of its synonyms is Bavali di Spagna would suggest that they know the grape variety really does come from Spain. And then just to mention a couple of other countries where Carignan is important or historically important, in Chile, the 675 hectares planted. And here again, this is where Carignan thrives with its old vines. So in these warm Mediterranean countries, where there's a real history of planting Carignan, it may in the past have been used for high volume wine, but now that there are old vines established, it can produce really high quality wine. And although there's not that much planted in Chile, and most of it's in Maule, so in the Central Valley, where it's warm, there's some really good Carignan being produced in Chile. And likewise in California, where there's 
1,400 hectares, more or less, planted. Back in 1970, Carignan was the most planted grape variety in California. Rather like, as in Languedoc, made for high-volume bulk drink-now wines. Obviously, the plantings have reduced drastically since then, but there is old vine Carignan in California going back to the 19th century, early 20th century, 1950s, which produces many different styles of wine. There's rosé made from Carignan in California, the sparkling wine, pet nut, carbonic maceration wines, as well as fuller-bodied, more classic Carignan wines. So Carignan, very versatile grape variety. So versatile, in fact, that there is a white version Carignana Blanca. There are a total of 411 hectares planted in France, and in 2008 there are three hectares planted in Spain. I think there's a little bit more than that now, but not much. And I tasted some Carignana Blanca when I was in Priorat in Catalonia, and these produce wines which are not that dissimilar to Chardonnay from Burgundy. Quite full-bodied, rich, but maintaining the acidity. And so there's a freshness to balance that round creaminess to the wines. And I tasted one from 2015 from Ninotish, which maintained its freshness and liveliness and didn't feel that old and still had plenty of life in it. Talking to Carlos Ninotich, the owner of the winery, he thinks Carignana Blanca should be much, much more widely planted across Catalonia and in Mediterranean climates. And tasting those wines was proof of that, because they really do maintain their structure and freshness in a warm climate. And of course, the climates in these regions are getting warmer and warmer, so thinking about which grape varieties are suited to a warming climate is very important. And Carignan Blanca seems to be one that just does that. So to conclude, don't dismiss Carignan simply as a high-volume, high-yielding grape variety. Far more interesting than that. Definitely on the up in languedoc Roussillon. Catalonia Priorat, to a certain extent also in Chile and California. All those regions have warm Mediterranean climates. That's what Carignan is naturally suited to. It's been planted for centuries for that reason. And as climate warms, Carignan perhaps will become more and more important with the proviso that the older vines do succeed a lot better than the younger vines, perhaps even more so than most other grape varieties. So drink Carignan. And thank you for listening. This is Matthew, and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink.